Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. We're now going to cross to Khan Lipschitz, a European correspondent for the Times of Israel. And we're going to be chatting about a recent U.S. student tour of Israel and also U.S. campus anti-Semitism. It's palpable, violent and inescapable. Khan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Excellent. What can you tell us about the U.S. students touring Israel? Well, I'm uh, calling um, you now. You're, you're calling me rather. Yes. Uh, we're here in the Western Negev. Uh, just back wow. from a tour of Bay. Yes. Uh, where we saw a moving ceremony of some of the survivors actually performing on the ruins of their homes. The war rages on. There are artillery rounds being fired in the background. And against this background, we... Um, here in Israel and the rest of the Jewish world, we often forget about other front lines yes. uh, that uh, can be just as dramatic, actually, with uh, actual casualties and fatalities. One of them is um, is in and around U.S. campuses right now. There was one, at least one person killed in a demonstration not far from one earlier uh, in the fall, uh, and it's becoming increasingly violent and very scary. I spoke to a delegation of students from top-tier uh, U.S. universities, including yes. Harvard and UPenn and MIT, which are now embroiled in a scandal over the president's refusal to uh, condemn calls to commit a genocide on Jews. So those students were touring Israel to witness some of what I just witnessed in Bayri, uh, but uh, I took the opportunities the opportunity to actually speak to them about what they're experiencing there and it's it's quite horrific right Con, how was it now for you to witness this memorial service where the the survivors that were returning home to those ruins well this um, this is a journalist trip to Berry, which is a closed military zone mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it was organized with a specific agenda. It's by the form of the families of the hostages and the missing. This is a group of families who are pushing for a deal uh, with Hamas for the exchange, exchange of, of hostages. Uh, and we heard people who had been taken, abducted, and returned. Uh, returning for the first time to their homes, some of them were teenagers, most of them were actually teenagers, there were three teenagers who said they were afraid to be there. I'm talking specifically about uh, Oran Sharabi. She okay. said, I'm afraid to be here in the kibbutz where she grew up. But yes. She was afraid to return, but she found it, um, she, she's more afraid of the prospect of her, of her dad, Yossi, uh, remaining in Gaza uh, right. and possibly dying there. So she, she braved that fear and uh, and came anyway. Uh, but the other families were actually opposing a deal with Hamas. Uh, so this was kind of an agenda-driven thing. But on its margins, we saw a moving concert by a musician called Daniel Weiss, right. who performed a string of, of very well-known Israeli songs on the ruins of, of the home of his 
parents, Yehudit and Shmulik. Uh, Shmulik was murdered uh, on the spot, and Yehudit was taken to Gaza, later murdered there. And he performed on the guitar that his dad gave him the first guitar that his dad bought him. Wow. He performed songs such as um, Stop This Melody, which is a reference to the Yom Kippur War. It's a quote from the head of the Air Force then who likened the uh, the fighting, I mean, huge losses to an orchestra playing right. as it's uh, instruments break down. They performed Shemish um, Dom. Uh, it's a song about longing for peace uh, that mentions actually Rafa and Gaza. Uh, and he performed the Amitra Sheikh at Quiet Days. Those were the, uh, that was the closing number. Uh, he, he sang there uh, of the charred ruins of the home where he grew up. It was. It was moving, it was heartbreaking, and um, uh, we also couldn't help but notice that the sukkah, the sukkah from, from Sukkot is still still standing on the wow. yard of his parents, which really illustrated how time, time uh, we're now in 2024, but right. time is, is standing still in Israel's south. Right, wow. You, you mentioned other fronts that we are fighting on. What is happening on college campuses in the U.S.? So going back to some of the harrowing stories that I heard, I heard of, a, of one student who had to perform his, uh, to write his final exams as hundreds of his fellow students were chanting in Columbia University, Intifada right. from the river to the sea and other calls that that many of us interpret as genocidal. Yes. Uh, so those are the kind of the conditions that, that U.S. And, and also elsewhere in the, the diaspora need to deal with. It's kind of a reversal from the situation, as I understand, in South Africa, where the government is very hostile, but the population, is it's, it's rather safe for Jews. Well, in, yes. in the United States, it's the other way around. It's, it's the government is very supportive, but on the ground, um, there's uh, violent signs of hostility. There was one student in Tulane, Louisiana, that was beaten with a pole uh, that that was attached to a Palestinian flag by by pro-Palestinian uh, protesters. And the yes. students I spoke to said that um, you know they're they're just they're starting their their lives now. They're they're going into the into the workforce, uh, but they're not at all sure based on what they've seen that they've actually that they actually want to build their lives in the United States and yet they're all these people I spoke to are committed to to fighting at least trying at least to secure a safe future for Jewish people in the US what, what are the colleges doing to protect the students um, it's uh, of course a spectrum of responses yes. some is um, some are, are just inactive to the point of not being able to condemn calls to, to commit a genocide as we've seen in Harvard, UPenn, right. and MIT. Yes, yes. Um, others have been pressed to take a more firm position. Mostly, though, they're trying to hold the stick at both ends, uh, to not anger a potentially violent uh, public of pro-Palestinian uh, activists, but not to upset the many Jewish donors that they have on the other hand. So right. they're trying to thread the needle and this this neutral Switzerland approach to the conflict is only is only angering both sides that, who are that, very passionate about their causes. Right. Karl Lipschitz, thank you so much for your time today. European correspondent 
and contributed to the Times of Israel. It is a very, very thin uh, rope to walk, but student safety and student security must always be paramount.